This is the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm the family man that loves all things tactical. We're coming to you every week with episodes for gun owners, those interested in self-defense and concealed carry, and, of course, all you tactical gear junkies. If you're a family protector, you're in good company. Come on in, pull up a seat, and let's have some fun. All right, we're back at uh, the Family Man Tactical Podcast. If you're tuning in, this is a second uh, second episode, season one. Um, and uh, anyway, uh, last, uh, last podcast, I introduced myself, uh, let everyone know a little bit about who I am, what I'm trying to accomplish here with the Family Man Tactical brand. Um, and, uh, and just uh, a, a quick recap in case uh, this is the first time you're tuning in. But, uh, you know, hey, just trying to uh, encourage um, all those tactical dads and moms out there to um, really take care of their, uh, their defensive skills, uh, celebrate their gun ownership, responsible gun ownership, um, and encourage others to do the same. So we want kind of a grassroots effort. Um, and I want with this brand to... Uh, Join the ranks, you know, in the in the gun culture, um, promoting um, what is so American, right? Uh, it doesn't matter what color your skin is, what your background is, uh, who you worship, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Man, if you uh, if you support responsible gun ownership and uh, good self defense, uh, you got a good moral compass on you, man. You are welcome here, and um, you know. That's uh that that's truly American, and we want to celebrate that. So, um, yeah, that's that's the point of this podcast. You know, we'll again we're gonna hit all the gear, um, all the training, uh, talk about current events. Um, so uh, you stay tuned, right? Uh, this week we're talking about um, self defense priorities. What does that mean to you? Um, so before I jump into what my thoughts are. You know, I'd love to hear what you have to think. I'm going to post uh, this podcast up on Facebook, okay? And uh, you can just jump in the comments there, tear me up, or uh, say, hey, man, look, um, this is this is what I think, you know? Anyway, I'd love to hear from you. So uh, if, uh, if you have uh, five minutes and, and you can do that for us, that'd be great. Um, so self-defense priorities. Um, And this is going to be through the lens of uh, conceal carry, but I'm sure you can you can apply this to unarmed uh, self-defense. You know, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, MMA. You know, anything really. Um, But here's here's why I want to talk about this because you know I know quite a bit of gun owners out there. Um, I know quite a bit of concealed carry gun owners out there that are licensed. Uh, they carry uh, quite often, okay? Um, but when I talk to them about, hey, man, what... Because, and, and I'm not just... I want to preface this. I'm not sitting there saying, hey, what's your routine? Like I'm judging them, okay? I, I'm just like, <laughs> how I am on this podcast is how I am in real life. I, I just, man, I want to be buddies with everybody. Honestly, I do. I'm, I'm your, I'm your bud. You can go uh, drink a beer with. Okay. 
um, or bourbon because that's what I got on my desk right now. Um, so, you know, I'll ask people because I, I think I've learned so much from just asking other people things. You know, hey, well, what do you do about this? And sometimes unsuspecting people that I wouldn't think, oh, they've got all, they've got all these cool tricks and whatever. You know, and you find out a, a little nugget of wisdom, right? So anyway, I, uh, I'll ask people that I know and say, hey, you know, what, what's your training routine like? What's, what's, uh, what are your self-defense priorities? What do you focus on? You know, and I'll hear a lot of people say, hey, man, it's changing quite a bit. I, you know, this week I'm working on this, this week I'm working on that, and that's cool. You know, that's that sounds pretty similar to a lot of folks, I'm sure. And some, you know, kind of look at you with a deer in the headlights kind of look, and they, and they say, well, were you asking me when the time, last time I, I went out to the range? And I was like, no, not necessarily. I mean, yeah, cool. But, um, like, what's, what, what do you, what do you think's most important to be working on for you specifically right now at this time in your life, you know, and, and then, you know, we'll piece a conversation together or whatever. But my point is, I get the impression that a lot of folks strap on a gun, they go about their business and... There's a bit of a feeling that, like, oh, hey, well, I got my gun with me, and I can hit the target, so I'm good to go. And, uh, you know, that's just, for me, um, how I was brought up and and the mentors that I had um, and still have to this day um, are, are you know, they always tell me, hey, the wolf is always at the door, you know, self-defense skills, defensive skills, combative skills, they're a perishable skill set. So let's say you went and took a bunch of, I don't know, they turned you in, at one point in your life, you were John Wick, okay? And for those that don't know, it's Keanu Reeves in a movie uh, where he's a total badass, um, okay? Or a Jason Bourne type or whoever you you know, just really, you know, not only are they ha- do they have awesome uh, weapons skills, hand-to-hand combat skills, but they're a super spy, too. And they, you know, they can see every threat coming before it's something, when it's not right, all that kind of stuff. If they stop training, if they stop using those skills over a period of time, those skills will start to diminish, right? And um, that's just how life is. Right. If if you don't use it, you lose it. So, you know, I that's why I ask that question because sometimes when I ask people that question, I I somebody will say something that I'm like, oh crap, I haven't been training that for a while, and maybe I better pay attention to that next week. And that's why I ask. It's it's not a it's a humble question. It's not a judgment question, right? So. You know, I I put together a list. I said, well, okay, Chris, smart guy. What would you categorize uh, your self-defense priorities in? And I started writing them out. And I said, well, you know, you got to have good gear maintenance. You know, you got to know your gear inside and out, right? And then you got to maintain your gear, right? Um, So the next... The very next thing is 
uh, physical skill sets to go along with that gear, right? You got to know how to manipulate your gear. Um, you got to know how to manipulate your body, uh, given whatever context you're using it in, right? And uh, okay, so those two items, you know, everybody's pretty familiar: gear and software, right? What's between your ears? And then, then we start to think, okay, well, what's between your ears? Okay, yeah, those are skills, all that kind of stuff. But what about what about your awareness level? When you go outside of your house or wherever you live, um, you know, how do you size up the situation around you? Do you ever train those skills? Now, well, for me, I, I <laughs> I've been in some interesting situations in the urban environment, and. Uh, I can honestly tell you, I don't think I train my awareness skills enough. In fact, I know I don't because they're so critical. And I'm not just talking about like, um, you know, <laughs> condition, condition white through condition red. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I'm, I'm talking about heuristics, about, you know, what what are people's body language telling you about a situation? Where's the closest cover and concealment? Uh, what's the difference between cover and concealment? All those things that a lot of gun owners out there already know. But do we train that? You know? And then, uh, so that's that's one I'm like constantly slapping myself up uh, the backside of the head going, man, you stop being so lazy. You, you need to go train this, right? So again, I mentioned in the last podcast that I would use this podcast to hold myself accountable. I'm not playing with you guys. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and then, then the last one that I wrote down was resolve. What do I mean by resolve? Okay, I mean, like, hey, whatever's going down is going down right now, and you can't hesitate. And I'm not talking about, oh... It's not always in our minds when we we picture a self-defense situation. At least I do. I always picture these black and white scenarios, like, oh, a guy with a gun. It's a shoot no shoot situation, right? But a lot of times, if you look, um, there's a lot of uh, video footage of all sorts of altercations all over YouTube, the internet in general, and stuff like that. And what you see is a developing situation where it progressively gets more dangerous, or it is de-escalated right? So that's where resolve is kind of a funny little thing there in that you have to have the resolve to take it all the way in a life or death situation, but at the same time, have the resolve to swallow your pride and de-escalate a situation even when someone's really hurt your pride or ego um, and being man enough or woman enough to say, hey, this doesn't make me feel too good about myself, but I'm going to look at the bigger picture and err on the side of caution and get out of Dodge. And what I see a lot of times is folks on the internet, they pay lip service to awareness and resolve to do the right thing. Um, but the question is, if you, if you look at all the footage out there, you know, most people... They get caught up in the situation, right? And I've been caught up in situations before, so I know all about that, unfortunately. Or fortunately, depending on whether your glass is half empty or half full, right? 
but I'm alive, so it must have been a good thing that I learned from, right? Um, so resolve, like, for instance, you, you see folks that uh, will, you know, say, man, I, I can handle any threat anywhere to protect my family. And that's great, but I always, <laughs> I always view when I'm, when I used to drive to and from work, I'd see a lot of road rage incidents and, uh, I was driving in and out of a major city and, uh, I just, I always watch and, uh, I'm waiting for a, a gun to be pulled or something. <laughs> you know, it never happens when I'm around. I always hear on the news, I'm like a gun's pulled in a road rage incident. Um, and it's usually not a concealed carry, a licensed concealed carry, uh, individual. It's usually somebody with a shady past or that should not be carrying a gun <laughs> but um you know normally what i see is two dudes jump out of the their trucks and they run at each other and they bump into each other with their chests and what that tells me is you know they want to scare the other guy but they don't really want to fight they don't really have the resolve to get out of that car not hesitate and just beat that guy to a pulp Okay, and I'm not saying they should do that. That's not what I'm advocating. Okay, um, but they're they're operating off of emotion, and that's something that I'm trying to always stay vigilant with. Is when I get in situations, especially when I'm with my family. You know, I have some strong emotions tied to those those people. If if somebody came up and called my wife a, a bad name you know, or something like that, said something unkind to her, you know, what kind of response is that going to elicit in me? Now, I mean, you guys might be different, and you gals might be different. If some, for women, I, I use the kids, if somebody came up and started reprimanding your kid, what does that do to mumble bear? You know, um, there's, there's some emotion tied to that. And I'm not suggesting that you should let somebody like berate your family members. It's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just trying to draw some like gray areas there where it's not like you're going to pull out your concealed carry piece and defend their honor um, and, and go to jail that way. That's not what you would do. At least I hope that's not what you'd do. You'd handle it in a more intelligent way. Well, I like spending time going over this stuff, um, doing some research, um, watching what happens out there, and with a calm mind... Um, kind of analyzing closed, uh, closed circuit TV and stuff like that and watch what happens, even if you can't hear what's going on. It's such an education to watch how people behave. And they all seem to, as soon as tempers get flared in an altercation, it, it all seems to ha happen the same way. Um, and you almost always see where somebody has an exit to leave and doesn't take that opportunity and you wonder why. A lot of times with males, it's because of ego, right? And we, we can admit that, hopefully. <laughs> um, but anyway, a, a really good book. Gosh, I forgot the title. I know the author, um, Rory Miller, um, did a really good book on what these stages of altercations are like, the different types of um, altercations. And Rory talks about, in, uh, in the example that I gave you, um, for the road rage where the two guys run up and start bumping chests 
And uh, he calls it the monkey dance. And it's actually kind of funny because now when I've seen it after I, I read that book, I laughed. And of course, and there's situations where nothing you can do, you, you've just offended somebody so badly um, to their core that nothing you can do to apologize is going to stop you from from getting swung on. And, and that's what he had called an educational beatdown. Um, that that person is not going to feel right with the world until they teach you a physical lesson, right? Um, so I will, uh, I'll do my best to look that up, that title up, and um, mention it in the next podcast. It just came to me right now. And anyway, so resolve is a good thing. Um, so those four things... Um, you know, knowing your gear inside and out, where you keep everything on your body. Do you just throw your pistol in your pocket with, with lint all over the place and nothing guarding the trigger? I mean, how do you, how do you put together your gear and, and what kind of thought do you put into it based on what you do every day and your physical skills, right? Number two, um, and, and your awareness level, how do you train that? And then your resolve, you know, do you have your resolve to not only strike when... This is, I'm going to cut myself off here. You're going to love this. I got a, a really good piece of advice once. Somebody said, um, you know, sometimes it's about acting even though you don't want to and not acting even when you do want to. And that's, that's kind of how I categorized uh, resolve, um, is, is really having command over your emotions, your fear, your adrenaline, uh, those four things. So... There's a part two to this, though. Um, I, I think I learned in, in order, uh, growing up around guns, gear, physical skills, awareness, then resolve. I, I, in that order. Um, but is that the order that I should train in as the protector of my home? I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer here. I mean, it's just... Uh, for me, I found that even though I learned in that order, gear, skills, you know, and, and it's, and, and I'm not saying that was bad. It was kind of a good thing because, you know, you have to learn how the firearm works so that you can learn safety. Um, and then you learn, you know, proper shooting mechanics. And, and as you grow into an adult, you know, you, you learn more about awareness and resolve and what it means to be a man or a woman. Um, so that's that's good that I learned in that order. There's no issues there. Um, but now that I'm a protector, I mean, I, I obviously have to practice my physical skills and maintaining my firearm and, and my gear and stuff like that. But I find that I keep going back to when I wake up in the morning thinking about my resolve specifically as one of, a reminder, you know, because that resolve is tied to making life and death decisions potentially for my loved ones um, and and so I, I see that kind of being as one of the most important things for me to train um, and I'm not saying frequency is any more frequent than physical skills with my gun it's just it's so very important for me I'd love to hear what you all think um, you know did I miss did I miss something in there that should have been kind of broken out? I kind of view those four items as umbrellas for all the sub things that you should be training, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe they should be broken out a little bit different, and I'd love to hear what you think. Um, 
but definitely, uh, definitely number two. I'm thinking about you know, uh, you know, Pat McNamara <laughs> says uh, you should be doing doing your five meter and your twenty five meter scans when you get out of your car. I can tell you, I do not do that every time. I feel like this is a safe space uh, for us to discuss this. So I can tell on myself, right? But when I don't do that, I think, oh my gosh, you you idiot, you didn't do your scans. And one of the, it, it's kind of like Murphy's law, right? <laughs> the one time that you don't do something you're supposed to do, you're gonna have a problem, right? So. Um, Anyway, I do have a really good story about that 5 and 25 meter scan. And actually, uh, my wife and I were almost, almost jumped. Um, and uh, I actually bluffed my way through the, the altercation, uh, if you can call it an altercation. Um, but I bluffed my way through it because I didn't have a gun at the time. And uh, all I had was a big knife. Um, but uh, my wife and I pulled into, and we didn't live in a good part of the neighborhood, um, but we pulled into our first apartment, and it was late at night, and we were coming back from a place, and and I did do that. I, you know, there wasn't much at five meters, but there was some some uh, cover and concealment at 25 meters in this parking lot that we pulled into, and sure enough, I picked them out real quick. There's a group of five guys standing around a car, you know. So I'm not staring, but I'm, you know, they're far enough away. They're about 25 meters away, and. So I'm not staring, but I'm, I'm definitely aware of their presence. And, uh, you know, they, they started heading towards us as we're getting out of my truck. And I'm like, ah, great. <laughs> so they started what, what kind of also kind of sent, sent me from condition yellow to kind of orange was they started to fan out a bit. And um, that's usually not a good sign. So they started to fan out. Excuse me. Um, they started to fan out a bit, and one took the lead. And I thought, oh, well, okay, that's the guy. And, and he started to approach me, and I jumped on it immediately. And I swung my hand behind my back like I was reaching for my piece. And, um, again, I, I wasn't licensed to carry at the time. I was going through the process of getting licensed and... I thought, well, I need to stop these guys right now because this is late at night. They're both fanning out. My wife is on the other side of the truck. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have told her to stay in the vehicle and I should have gotten back in and we should have driven off. But, you know, you can Monday morning quarterback this stuff all, all day, which is good. You should, right? But this is how it happened, Okay. And, uh, and I learned from my mistake, but I did do this and I bluffed my way and I said, hey, you know, in whatever vernacular I decided to use, I was a little bit more aggressive. Um, I said, hold it right there, essentially, you know. And the guy said, oh, well, hey, our car's broken down. I need you to come over here and help me. And it's just kind of strange. It just sounded real weird. And I was like, look, I can't help you. Um, and, I, and I was, you know, just... I was like, you know, good luck, have a good night, you know, whatever. And, and But as soon as they saw my hand go back to uh, behind my hip um, and put out my hand, they were like, oh, this, this cat means business, you know, whatever. He's not, if they meant any harm, 
they, they realized real quick, okay, this guy's not going to be just an easy target or whatever. So immediately, um, I was like, on my way in, I was already dialing the police. I was like, look, you know, these, and they were there very quickly, actually. You know, hats off to the police. They were there very quickly. Well, guess what those guys didn't have? They didn't have a car problem because they were already in their car as the police were uh, coming around the corner and they were taking off. So it's one of those situations where, you know, awareness, even though I didn't have a gun, <laughs> long story short, awareness kind of um, saved our, our bacon, uh, so to speak. I mean, what would have happened if I wasn't quite aware um, and they would have been 10 yards closer, you know? Would I have been able to stop that in time? And guess what? They could have been closer to my wife than they were to me. That would have been a really bad situation. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, those are, uh, those are my self-defense priorities. And I try to kind of evaluate, you know, um, maybe not always in the right order, but what have I not been training, uh, religiously, you know, and kind of look at that first. If I've been hitting everything perfectly, you know, good for me. Um, and I just keep running through, um, you know, I wake up, think about my resolve in the morning think about my loved ones, you know, what am I willing to sacrifice to keep them safe? You know, my pride, my ego, um, my safety, you know, what am, what am I, am I willing to think ahead? Am I willing to not be lazy? You know, my awareness level, when's the last time I trained my awareness level? Um, and, and, you know, what am I doing to further those skills? And then of course, you know, all of our gun skills, our gear, the fun stuff we like to do, right? So, hey, all right, that is, uh, that is that, <laughs> that is this second podcast in a nutshell, self-defense priorities. Um, again, I can't hammer on this enough. I'd love to hear what you all think. Uh, so please drop me a line, fm at familymantactical.com or jump over to Facebook, uh, jump in the comments there, or I'm on Messenger too. You can send me a message. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, next time, I think we're going to talk about new gun owners, how you can help them. Because this year, I don't know if anybody told you, but there is a crap load of new gun owners out there. Um, so yay, America. Um, and obviously the catalyst, uh, the catalyst for that is not necessarily good. There's a lot of unrest in our, our uh, world right now. So I uh, can't cheer too much. But how do we help those new gun owners? What can we do for them? You know, um, how do we take them under our wing and, you know, um, just, just be a good resource for them, usher them into the community. Um, how do we do those things? We're going to talk about that the next podcast there. Um, so in the meantime, Hey, uh, it is still Friday. I jumped from one podcast to taping, uh, or recording the second podcast. It's still Friday. I still have my bourbon here. Um, I'm, I'm wishing you and your family a safe uh, weekend. Uh, God bless you. And thank you very much for tuning in. Stay safe. Stay tactical.